So let's review. The Gemara introduces a machlekes regarding shliach shasa ba'edim. As Rashi explains, if Reuven had money with Shimon and appointed an agent before two witnesses to collect the money from Shimon, Rav Chizda says, Haba shliach. He's considered Reuven's agent because lahachi tarchi v'okmei ba'edim. Reuben made him a shleach before Aden so that he shall be his agent and that once he accepts the money, it is considered in Reuben's possession. Therefore, if the shleach loses the money, Shimon is not liable to pay. Rabbi says, have a shleach. He is not considered Reuben's agent because Reuben merely meant to indicate that he is a trustworthy person and if Shimon so desires, he can send the money with him. However, Reuben did not intend for him to be his agent and that once he accepts the money, it is considered in Reuben's possession. Rather, the shleich is Shimon's agent to deliver the money to Reuben. Therefore, if the shleich loses the money, Shimon is liable to pay. The Gemara proceeds to explain our Mishnah according to both opinions. The Mishnah rules in the Reisha, The Gazan shall not give the Pruta to the Nigzal's agent. This implies that the Gazan somehow knows that this person was indeed the Nigzal's agent, but how? According to Rabbah, the Reisha refers to a shleich be'edim. Two witnesses testified that he was the Nigzal's agent. Even so, le'yitin l'shluche, because lo'yhav shleich. He's not considered the Nigzal's agent, and his acceptance is not considered as if the Nigzal received the money. And only in the Seifa, avol noisin l'shleich bezdin, the Gazan can give the pruta to an agent appointed by bezdin because hav shleich. He is considered the Nigzal's agent, and his acceptance is considered as if the Nigzal received the money. According to Rav Chizda, the Reisha refers to Schirei Vilikite, the Nigzal's worker, and Layitein L'Shluche because Lohav Ashliach, he was not specifically appointed to be an agent. However, Ashliach Be'edim, according to Rav Chizda, Hav Ashliach, he is considered the Nigzal's agent, and his acceptance is considered as if the Nigzal received the money. Figmar points out that there is a difference between Ashliach Be'edim and Ashliach Bezdin. Regarding Ashliach Be'edim, only Ki Asoy Nigzal Huda Hav Ashliach, Asoy Gazan Lohav Ashliach. Only the Nigzal can appoint him to be the Nigzal's agent. But the Gazan obviously cannot appoint him to be the Nigzal's agent. However, regarding Shleich Bezdin, The Bezdin appoints him to be the Nigzal's agent, regardless of whether the Nigzal or the Gazan asked him to be the Shleich. The Gemara, however, cites a price in which Rupshimim ben Elazar disagrees and holds that even regarding Shleich Bezdin, Asoy Nigzal Havashleich, Asoy Gazlan, Lo Havashleich. The Gemara continues with that which the previous Mishnah taught, If the Gazan, who swore falsely and then admitted to the theft, paid the Nigzal only the principal amount, but not the additional fifth, or, The Nigzal forgave the principal, but not the additional fifth, or, The Nigzal forgave both, but he did not forgive a small amount less than one pruta of the principal. In all these cases, the Gazan is not obligated to hand the Chaymish and remaining Karen to the Nigzal, but rather he keeps it until the Nigzal claims it, because his Kapar was fulfilled through the Karen that was returned. However, if the Gazan paid the Nigzal the additional fifth, but not the principal, or the Nigzal forgave the additional fifth, but not the principal, or the Nigzal forgave both, but he did not forgive one pruta of the principal. In all these cases, the Gazan is obligated to hand the remaining Karen to the Nigzal because his kapar was not fulfilled as the Karen was not returned. 
The Mishnah continues. Nasnoi is a Karen Benish Bloy Alachemish. Harizim Masham Chemish Al Chemish Achi Smain Hakaren Mishavapurta. If the Gazan paid the principal but swore falsely that he paid the Chemish, the Chemish is considered principal and the Gazan must now pay the principal Chemish plus one fifth of the principal Chemish. And if he repeatedly swore falsely that he paid the Chemish, he pays an additional Chemish for each Shvua until the principal Chemish is less than one Pruta. The Mishnah concludes that this halacha that for a shvur sheker, mishalm karen v'chemish v'ashem, applies to all monetary claims such as a person who denies his possession of someone's pikadin or lost item, and he was both nishbala sheker and hoida, as the Pasuk states, oi b'pikadin, oi b'tzumis yad, oi b'gazel, oi ashek es amisei, oi matzah veida, v'chichesh ba v'nishba al sheker. The Gemara now says that the Mishnah implies, chemish m'maynahu, v'emayis masham aleyoshim. The Chemish is considered principal owed the Nigzal, and therefore if the, if the Gazan was Nizbal Sheker on the Chemish, he requires Kapar, and if he dies, his inheritors must pay the Chemish to the Nigzal. Similarly, a Brysa states, HaGoyzalas Chaveri B'Nizbalai Umeis, Yerishin Mishalman Karen V'Chemish, Upturim in Asha. If a person stole money and swore falsely and then died, his inheritors must pay both the principal and the Chemish, but they are exempt from bringing the carbon Asham Gizelis, because as Rashi explains, the carbon is merely for atonement, but it is not owed the nigzel and ain't kapara lemesim. There's no atonement for, of a carbon for the deceased. The Gemara cites a contradicting Bryce that states, Even if both the deceased and the Yerush swore falsely, the Yerush pays only the principal, but a Yerush does not pay the Chemish of his father's theft. The Gemara explains, in the first b'risa, the Gazan was both Nizbala Sheker and Hoida. He admitted to the theft. And through his Hoida, he already became obligated to pay the Chemish. Therefore, after he dies, the Yerish pays his father's obligations of both Karen and the Chemish. However, Khan, Loi Hoida Avev, Hoida Benai. In the second b'risa, the Gazan was only Nizbala Sheker, but not Hoida. And he did not become obligated to pay Chemish. And after he died, the Yerish was both Nizbala Sheker and Hoida to his father's theft. He only pays his father's obligation of Karen, but not Chemish. The Gemara asks, Why is the Yerush not obligated to pay Chemish for his own Shvur Shekhar and Haida? The Gemara offers two explanations. The stolen item no longer existed, but there was a lien on the Goslin's property to pay for the Gzela. And regarding this obligation, the Yerush was Nishbala Shekhar. Therefore, Mishalm Karen, the Loi Chemish, he does not pay the Chemish because Shein Mishalman, Chemish al Kfirish, Shibit Karkois. There is no Chemish obligation for Shvua on property. Rabbi said this is a case of Kugan Shahisa, Diskayashal Avim, Mufkedis Biyalacherim. The Yerish was not aware of the theft because the Gazan's papers were with someone else. Therefore, Mishalm Karen, the Loi Chemish, he does not pay the Chemish because He swore truthfully since he was not aware of the theft. However, if the stolen item still existed, and the Yerish was both Nishbal Sheker and Hoida, he does pay the Chemish for his own Shavuah.